welcome to the Small Caps Podcast, where we discuss news and information related to ASX-listed companies and financial markets, keeping investors informed. Note that the content in this podcast is not financial or investment advice, and be sure to head over to smallcaps.com.au to get the latest market news. Now, without further delay, here's today's podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to Small Caps. I'm your host Jess Fertig and today we are speaking with Matt Swedzicki from West Cobar Metals. The company's ASX ticker code is WC1. Hi Matt, it's good to have you on the show. Hi Jess, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So now, Matt, the, the company's put out a couple of recent announcements um, on its Salazar Rero's project in WA um, specifically. Can you elaborate for our audience on the major 2024 drilling program that you've planned at the Salazar project? And more specifically, what are the key objectives um, of that program and what specific areas are you looking to target? Yeah, thanks, Jess. Uh, we've, we've been pretty busy over the last six to eight months. Um, a lot of milestones hit with Salazar. We're making great technical progress. You know, we've got a resource down there at the moment of 11, uh, sorry, 190 million tonnes at 11.72 ppm of TREO. So that's that's one of the leading uh, rare earth clay resources in Australia. Um, we've also got a resource around the titanium dioxide and we've got a resource around the HPA. So we've got some, some real interesting, valuable products there. Uh, as part of the Newmont mix. So I'm talking about Newmont. We've got, that's our main deposit. We've got O'Connor, which is nearby. That's a secondary deposit. And I guess what we're planning on doing in, um, you know, shortly in 2024 is drilling out uh, some further resources. Now, one of the interesting twists for us is we acquired some ground from Dundas Minerals late last year. And that ground looks like it's the extension of some really nice geophysical features that Newmont, our main deposit, has. So we really want to, that's probably priority number one, test the extensions of those geophysical features uh, on the Dundas ground. And we're hoping that leads to, you know, uh, a continuation of the Newmont resource, both in terms of rare earths, titanium, and some of these co-products, whether it's alumina or, or scandium. So that's probably the primary purpose. Secondary purpose, we'll, we'll uh, try and extend O'Connor. We're doing some drilling around O'Connor as well. We've got a big resource on O'Connor for the rare earths, and we'll, we'll, we'll look to add to that. Um, and probably the, the third thing we'll look at is Lanthanos, which is a bit of a green fields area for us. Um, and we, we might just have a look at, at what the geology uh, shows us in terms of potential. Yeah, brilliant, Matt. Now, just let's talking about the Newmont deposit, which you mentioned. Um, so recent test work at that project uh, indicates a possibility of high-grade ilmenite concentrate production. How does this discovery impact your overall development strategy for Salazar? It's a very interesting result with the Ilmenite. Jess, we're um, we're basically evaluating from a point of view of a co-product, um, and really, that's what we've run. The test work we've run shows a simple process to get from um, basically the the titanium dioxide that we dig up out of the ground uh, through a magnetic separator and get it into a commercial grade concentrate. So that's that's sort of the initial uh, test work focus, and and we managed to show we can do that reasonably cheaply and easily which is quite exciting for us because all of a sudden it means we have a potential additional revenue stream for the project. So, you know, rare earths is the fundamental piece, but, you know, does the titanium form uh, a secondary revenue? And and that's that's become a little bit of the focus now um, just because of uh, how attractive the, the titanium story can be. 
Yeah, talking about titanium, Matt, so the global titanium market is predicted to grow quite substantially um, in the coming years. How is West Cobar positioning itself to capitalize on this growing demand? And what specific applications is the company targeting for its potential um, ilmenite con concentrate? Yeah, so the the titanium market uh, is global and it's um, it's spread out around the world. You've got demand from all sorts of areas, uh, including the US and Europe. It's used in paint pigments and plastics, in aerospace. It's got a, a huge number of applications and it's a very big market. It's nearly 30 billion US uh, per year at the moment and forecast to grow very strongly in the near future. So we, we want to be a part of that market. Our product uh, through the mineralogy has shown itself to be ilmenite and altered ilmenite. So altered ilmenite is a higher grade version of the ilmenite. So it looks like we've got a combination of the two, which should lead us to a nice valuable product um, through the concentrate process. So early days, but that's the kind of stuff we're, we're working towards, encouraging science to start with. And I guess, um, you know, where you take along the value chain remains to be seen. We're not looking past the concentrate stage at this, at this stage, um, but, you know, ultimately, companies uh, buy that concentrate and turn it into a titanium uh, metal. So that, you know, there's a bunch of different options as to where it ends up. Um, the other thing I would say is as part of that titanium, we're having a look at some of these other co-products that are, that are present in the deposit for us. Um, the one, the one that, you know, particularly uh, has got my eye at the moment is scandium. Uh, we've got, we've got high grade zones of scandium. It's actually associated with the titanium. So it comes in the, in the same sort of um, area as the titanium is found. And ultimately, uh, scandium is very, very rare. It's a very small market globally, but it's extremely valuable. So we're looking at, at that as a potential as well. Yeah, that's so interesting, Matt. Now, shifting gears a little bit to location of your project. So the Salazar project is ideally located uh, near Esperance Port. What other logistical advantages does this location offer in terms of the you know, development and potential future operations? Esperance is a great area to have uh, a potential project in, uh, into the potential development. It's uh, it's got a fantastic population centre. It's got excellent road networks, you know, close to rail, and it's got a port. So you know, some critical things that that make a project viable. We're on unallocated state land, um, which should be reasonably amenable to development as well. Uh, and the other thing is that whole Esperance region um, is one of the best places in the world to have a renewable energy project. So when we're looking at power for our uh, development, you know, we'll be very much uh, considering solar, wind and, and the like, just because, uh, you know, the wind speeds and the solar radiation factors down at Esperance are, are some of the best in the world. That's so interesting, Matt. So is there existing operations or projects um, out there that could potentially work for your project at Salazar? In terms there's, of... There's solar? In terms of the energy, sorry? Solar. Yeah, the energy... Yeah, yeah. Esperance has been a long, a long, it's had a long history of, of renewable energy, um, and there's certainly some major projects planned, and and you know various stages of, of uh, sort of progress at the moment. So, you know, I think it's reasonably early days for the region, but um, you know, I think I think in the future it'll be a real powerhouse. That's so interesting, Matt. Forgive my ignorance, but that's yeah, I didn't know that, and that's really interesting. And assuming that would potentially have um, you know some kind of tailwinds for costs. Um, in terms of development of your project, if it's renewable, absolutely. And um, you know, I guess I guess one of the things with 
where where the the world is going with ESG, you know, it's it's a really important part of the equation. You know, we we're sort of seeing um, there's customers in the US and Europe who are questioning the carbon uh, life cycle emissions of their products, and so and I'm talking about you know car manufacturers and the like. So if they're looking at magnets, for example, you know, if we have a product that's ultimately carbon neutral in terms of production because we're getting our power from wind and solar, that's a big advantage in terms of. Uh, you know, potential premium pricing and potential premium interest from uh, from customers. So very early days, but, all, you know, all, all I wanted to flag is it's a good region to to be in from that point of view. Yeah, so interesting. Thanks, Matt. Um, now, beyond, uh, you know, CITER-level work, what specific steps will the company take to assess the commercial viability um, of high-grade Ilmenite production um, at Newmont? Yeah, the initial tests that we've, we've recently released to the market um, were really a threshold test just to see if the Ilmenite that we have looked like it had commercial value. Um, and, you know, very happy to say those tests passed with flying colours. We've got really nice upgradability of the Ilmenite concentrate um, and we've know, we've worked out the mineralogy is favourable as well. So so now it's leading on to a series of follow-on steps uh, to, to further drill into what we can do with the Ilmenite um, what's the variability across the deposit, you know, and, and basically look at how we can extract maximum value from, from that potential stream. Um, but the, the important part of all that is we're looking at the project holistically because we've now got a whole lot of data on the rare earths and, um, you know, how they react through the MET testing. Uh, we've now got some data on the titanium and how it reacts uh, through the testing. So we, we're putting all that together and really what we're trying to do is create a conceptual level flow sheet that, is optimised for the project. Uh, that's that's our primary focus at the moment. Yeah, Matt, that's really interesting that you mentioned the holistic um, side of things with the project, um, and particularly on the MedWorks side of things. How confident is the company in achieving a separation process um, that doesn't impact uh, rare earths recovery, considering your initial 74% titanium feed suggestion? Yeah, this is where it gets really interesting. So again, early days, and we're just we're just working through what the results mean. But it 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 appears that the titanium and the rare earths are complementary. So what I mean by that is, when you run it through a magnetic separation process, the titanium minerals drop out uh, in a, in a concentrated titanium stream, and what's left is essentially a non-magnetic stream, which is where the rare earths, the majority of the rare earths, sit. So we're we're now analysing all of that, putting that together in the story, but. You know, what I'm hoping happens is that through a magnetic separation, we end up with a, an ilmenite stream, which is which we're able to commercialise, and at the same time, we've got a cleaned-up rare earth stream, which is actually potentially easier to, to extract the rare earths from. So I think that the two are, are very complementary and at this stage looking quite exciting about how they may come together in the flow sheet. Yeah, fantastic, Matt. And earlier on in our discussion, you mentioned um, an inferred titanium resource of 29 uh, metric tonnes at 5% TRIO. How does the company um, plan to explore expanding this resource at Newmont? Yeah, you know, the 30 million tonnes is just, just the starting point. I think we've got uh, a lot more potential there. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we put out an exploration target revised across our, our projects, and we've got um, a, a number in there of about 100 to 150 million tonnes of the titanium dioxide. So it's getting quite quite decent scale. Um, you know, that was on top of the rare earth uh, exploration target, which is close to a billion tonnes, uh, you know, well over 1,000 ppm. So we're certainly not short of scale in that area. We've got 
you know, 1,172 square kilometres of area. Um, and we've got geophysics, um, you know, over a lot of that area. And we can see where we want to go in terms of in terms of drilling out and adding resources. And I think the obvious part, the obvious place for us to look for additional titanium dioxide resources is um, in the Newmont extension in the in the Dundas ground, which we acquired recently. And that's that's part of that initial focus that I talked about for the drilling to come this year. Yeah, brilliant, man. And so you've probably answered a bit of my next question, um, you know, talking about resource upgrades and expansion, but what are the next steps in terms of the development pathway for West Cobar? Yeah, so we're very focused on that conceptual flow sheet. We want to see uh, a simple flow sheet that leads to an optimal outcome and, and that, you know, that hopefully includes Ilmenite, includes rare earths, and maybe it's phased, you know, maybe um, maybe there's a low cost uh, quicker way to get a, a project up. Uh, that's the kind of stuff we're looking at. Um, and then, you know, once once we got that flow sheet, we'll move into a formal study. So sometime this year, I would hope that we can uh, we can push go on that. Oh, fantastic, Matt. Now, as you know, the drill, just one final question, and that's two or three key takeaways for our Small Caps audience as to why WC1 should be on their investor watch list. Yeah, well... I think for us, the key is Newmont. You know, it's it's the cornerstone deposit in the Salazar project. It's unique. It, it sits over amphibolite, very different to anything else that's around there. It's got enriched mineralization with titanium, scandium, alumina. Uh, there's a whole bunch of high-value products in there. The rare earths is high-grade. It's uh, got a high proportion of heavies, very low radioactivity content. You know, it, it ticks a lot of the boxes. So I think it's a it's a fantastic resource. It's a big number. Um, and really, we're working hard to show a path to commercialization. I think when when that happens, we'll be working towards a fairer reflection of the value. You know, we're sitting at the moment on a tiny market cap. We've been beaten down with the sentiment. And I think maybe, you know, also we're just starting to get our heads around what this deposit could do. Uh, and as we start to get that message out, I think, you know, the potential is there. We're sitting at about 6 mil market cap. So, you know, when you look at a project that's got 190 million tonnes in the rare earth resource, plus the titanium dioxide, plus the other co-products, um, you know, the challenge for us is to build that value up. And I think that's that's what Newmont um, is really allowing us to do um, going forward. Yeah, well done, Matt. I mean, yeah, the share price certainly isn't reflective of the news flow that's coming out of the company. Uh, that is for sure, but you're not alone as we discussed earlier on before um, we had this chat. Um, but Matt, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's always so appreciated, um, you know, you sharing the updates of the company and yeah, really looking forward to keep watching the stock and, and seeing what other news flow you guys have coming out next. Right. Thanks very much, Jess. Thanks for your time.